Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Ponty Rugby Show, the Wednesday night slot here on GTFM, where we catch up with all the news, views and interviews from your local Premiership Rugby Club, Pontypridd RFC. I'm Gitto Davis, I'll be your host for the next quarter of an hour or so. And on tonight's show, we look back at yet another close-fought defeat for Ponty, this time away to Valley Rivals Merthyr. And we'll listen in to our special guest in conversation with our correspondent, Yestin Thomas. That's Livewire scrum half, Harvey Nash, who has made quite an impact in this, his first season with Pontypridd. Ponty travelled the short distance up the A470 to play Merthyr on Saturday and gave it a good shot before succumbing to a 21 points to 15 defeat, a losing bonus point being their only consolation. The two teams scored three tries apiece. Hooker Rob Jones, Locke McCauley Cook and fullback Josh Phillips crossing for Ponty. The visitors had to defend resolutely for much of the first period, but showed great character to fight back and remain competitive right to the end. No excuses made, but Pontypridd went into this match with a crippling injury list and a number of players absent for other reasons. And as in the recent game away to Bridgend, played out the latter stages with back rower Sean Parry playing as a three-quarter. With no fewer than 11 players unavailable for selection and the Ponty squad stretched to its limits. So the defeat at Awaren leaves Ponty as they were in fifth position in the Premiership table with a record of eight wins, one draw and nine defeats from the 18 games played. The only other league fixture played over the extended inaugural Six Nations weekend was on Thursday evening when tabletoppers Llandubri posted an excellent 26 points to 54 win away against Cardiff. If I congratulate the Drovers for that achievement against the Capital Club, I do so, of course, from a purely neutral and unbiased point of view. <coughs> yes, well, uh, I'll move quickly on from that remark. Considering the number of injuries that have beset the Ponty squad, it might be a blessing in disguise that they won't play now until the 29th of February, giving players an opportunity to recover. High-flying, in-form Newport will be the visitors to Sardis Road on that occasion in a Thursday night game under the lights to be broadcast live on the S4C, YouTube and Click services. So we move on now to our special guest interview. And earlier in the week, my colleague from the Ponty Media team, Yastin Thomas, caught up with scrum half Harvey Nash, a Trioki product who joined Ponty in the summer from the Ospreys Academy. Harvey, thanks for joining me tonight. First of all, how are you? I'm all good, thank you, mate. Yourself? Yeah, I'm all good. And uh, what's your reaction after the uh, Merthyr game on the weekend? I think it was it was hard to take. I think after beating uh, Pontypool at home, I think we we had, we were on a bit of a high. We've had a few injuries, obviously on on Thursday. Brian Wilkins pulled out, so we were a bit all over the shop. Who was going to be on a bench at, at the first of all? But then I think I think we just couldn't get grip hold of the game against Mursa. I think it was wet, windy. I think we struggled just to play in the right areas for the for the first bit and they were pressuring us a lot with the with the wind behind them. I think it was a positive that, you know, we we stuck in a come back in a in the second half with a few uh, few good changes in the in the pack with the likes of um Kai Jameson Parker and stuff coming on. I think they do really give the 
the forwards a bit more momentum when they got fresh legs coming off the bench. But I think, um, yeah, I think we just can't get hold of the game. Maybe if it was five minutes more of the game, we could have we could have got another try, but that's no excuse. I think rugby's made of 80 minutes and you can't say if so, but I think we lost the game fair and square and Merth had done well our game to keep us down, really. Yeah, and what do you think the where where exactly where the game was uh, lost and won? I think it was such as they they were they were pretty well disciplined in the first half. I think they were going through the phases and making us give away penalties and stupid mistakes that maybe we didn't do against Pontypool, which won us that game. I think they Merthyr probably got one of the biggest packs in the league. The the physical boys are kicked to the corner, they'll drive them all and they score. I think they just they just dragged us down a little bit just to skip made us give away penalties when they were on the front foot and. I think obviously it cost us in the end because they, they they went a good few tries up in the first half and we couldn't get momentum of the game from giving too many penalties away. I think. Yeah, and obviously for yourself coming off the bench and and things like that, you know, how much do you, did you try to dictate things in a way? You know, especially you know coming off the bench. I just tried to get give a lot of energy. Like as I come on, Lee said to me, just energy, tempo, and bring the speed of the game. So I try and do that every game really. But fresh legs off a bench, I should be. I should be doing it more if I'm only on the field for 20 minutes. So I think I tried to bring a good bit of tempo into the game. We scored that first drive in more. Tried to bring speed into the game, quicker rucks and stuff. But um, I think Merthyr defended us really well. I think we were running into brick walls a, a few times. And every time we tried going wide, it was the ball was obviously greasy and they shut us down pretty well. But I think, you know, the positive is that we, we did score two tries. And I'd say, I think it was like 10 minutes. So if we could start like that, it could have been a different game, but I think it was tough to get back down there in um, the last five minutes after we scored that last try with only 30 seconds left. I think it would have taken a lot for us to get down into their 22 again and come away with points. Well, we needed a try, but I think, yeah, it would have been tough because they would have given it all to defend us and keep us out. Yeah, and obviously you mentioned the the game against um, Pontypool, you know. Was there a bit of a different in contrast from between the two games? Obviously against Pontypool, you, you started quite well and then... There was a bit of a comeback. Was there a bit of a sense of an opposite feeling in, in Merthyr on the weekend? Yeah, 100%. I think it was an early kickoff was one. I think we were all a bit um, bit of laid back. We didn't turn up with the right mentality. And um, the coaches said that to start the game and said at halftime that we didn't we, we, we weren't prepared enough for it because I think we turned up half-hearted. And then like upon the pool, I think it was, you know, Chris Dicamidis, 400th game. I think, you know, it was all week. It was all about him. It weren't nothing about the team. It was all for him, and we wanted to go out against Pontypool, start well, and win that game. Not just for us, just just for Dicko, I think. And um, I think we started really well in that game. Scored, they scored the earliest try, but then I think we pressured them, pressured them, made them force the force force the mistakes and the penalties. And you know, we capitalised on that exactly what Merth had done to us on the weekend. Yeah, and maybe just a bit about about yourself and on a personal level. You know, how's How's that battle between yourself and Joe Riggs been going along across the season? I think it's great, to be honest. I think, you know, me and Joe are pretty similar players. We're always the smallest on the field. We got both got really good hearts. I think Joel's. I think he's on his 199th game or nearly 200th game now. I think he's got so much experience playing playing at that level. And I look at Joel, I, I like the way he plays. I, I do look up to him a lot because, you know, as a youngster, you know, for someone to say they've played 200 games or however many he's on for... For his local club is is awesome. I think not many people can say that to be honest. There's not many in the Ponty team that are that far up because you know, and on our away games we have um, the boys that are on hundred caps and above sit at the back, and there's only four boys that can sit at the back. So you know, it's that's Dicko, uh, Stucky, 
uh, Joel, who else is there? I think I, that may be it, to be honest. But, you know, it's it's good to look up to Joel because he's been there for years and he got that a lot of experience. And, you know, he's a, he's a great player as well. Yeah, and, and for yourself, you started off at Triochi and then got into yeah. the, uh, the the Cardiff Academy, then into the Osprey setup. You know, what's that experience like for yourself, you know, obviously starting off at Triochi and then going into the professional environment? I think it was... No, I think I Triochi is where I... I found everything out about rugby. We lucky enough we had a an awesome team, real, real good team. Um we had awesome coaches. I think um the boys were so grouped together. We all went through school together. We all played with each other from from under nines upwards until youth. And then obviously a few of us went separate ways, being being playing at blues and playing elsewhere, I think. But, you know, we had the likes of Cameron Winnett, who's just had his, you know, first cap on on the weekend. Lewis Lloyd, who's also played for Ospreys a couple of times this year. Ellis Fackrell, we've we had a we, to be fair, we had an unbe- unbelievable team and we didn't lose very often. But yeah, it was that was the start of something, obviously learning everything from from Triochi and then obviously run the schools and then I went on to um Cardiff Blue sixteens with Lee Davis as a coach and I could still say that probably that year was the best year of rugby I've ever had. Our team was um, honestly unbelievable. We were unstoppable, but then I went to college at Camoid. It was the same there. Our team was real good, but we we lost in the final against um, against Gwent, which I hate saying because we had a real good year. And then obviously I went on to to Blues eighteens uh, a year below, and then Blues eighteens my year. And then obviously um, it was Wales eighteens trained. Uh, we had we had we were in camp, and then unfortunate enough we went into lockdown on the Sunday night. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was on the Sunday night, and then now that went bang then for lockdown for two years. Yeah, and you know what was that like coming out of the lockdown? Obviously, with Wales 18s, you know, you're so close on getting that, you know, that run with with Wales 18s, and then lockdown comes. So, what was you know the the initial response in a way after once everything opened up and rugby came back to play? I'm sure that we were travelling to either France or South Africa on the Friday night, if I'm if I'm correct. I can't really remember, but. To play in the you know the international things, but you know it was tough for me because up around that is there's not much here anyway. You know you're in the middle of mountains. You you haven't really got much. You know up here and everything was closed. I think lucky enough a few of my mates had bikes, so we were just going on bike rides every day. But you know it was no gym. There was nothing you could really do to be honest because you you're stuck in such a small place. If you if you haven't got a gym in your house, you're not going gym. You know, so then that was that was the hardest part. Just I don't think I picked a rugby ball up for months. I was just going on out on a bike, playing a bit of golf, other than that, I couldn't really do anything, could you? Because you're, you're, you're stuck, you're stuck in your house, like. Yeah, and obviously now your your first season at Pont de Prix, you know how much have you enjoyed uh, your time with the club so far? And obviously with a few uh, Triochi boys in the squad, you know, did they did they yeah. give you a good warm welcome uh, as you first joined? One hundred percent. Obviously from lockdown, I I signed for, I went over to train for the Ospreys, and it was a good two years. I enjoyed it, but I just think I didn't play enough rugby. You know, I met. Real good mates from over there. I was learning from the best with the players that we had that year. You know, I was passing a rugby ball, you know, learning off the likes of Reese Webb, Ruben Morgan Williams, Matthew Aubrey, Harry Morgan. You know, it was us five nines there and I was getting the best the, the best advice ever to play with them. But I ne- I weren't playing enough to improve that. I was only training. And for me, I'm not a player that who can perform in training. I'm quite lackadaisical and, you know, I don't... I don't move like I do in a game, so it was tough for me because I think the one year, my last year of the Ospreys contract, I only played 13 games. 
you know, and it was, I weren't improving. I was stuck in the same spot thinking, here we go again. I got training and then comes to a Saturday, I'm not playing because I'm travel reserve. But then I had the best experience being travel reserve, going to the likes of Munster away, uh, Leicester away when we beat Leicester away. You know, I went, I went everywhere, but, you know, as a young boy, I was 20, 19 at the time. I just wanted to play rugby and I didn't get that. But then, you know, as soon as I didn't sign for, um, re-signed for Ospreys, I was, I was, didn't have a club at the time. So then, Lucky enough, I had a phone call off Lee Davis uh, and he found out that I didn't. So we had a bit of a chat with him and we left in a couple of weeks. And then I found out the film, I, the Chalky Boys, well, Liam Lloyd was first. I'd signed down Don Ponty and the Macaulay Rowley is also around the boy. So, you know, he was, and then I, Ryan Wilkins told me at these signs, so I thought, right, the, these are all my all my mates I've played with for years. I think that's the right move for me. And, you know, Ponty's a, a, a Valley's club is the closest you're going to get to, to a Truoki team, for example. So I thought that was the right decision for me. And I went for it. And, and honestly, it's probably the best decision I've ever made and probably the best rugby I've ever played as well. So, yeah, I'm more than happy being a Ponty. Yeah, and obviously, you know, a couple of weeks off from from the Welsh Premiership and, you know, being co- a constant figure in the in the 23 in the in the squad over the season, you know. So, what, so what's the plan for the next couple of weeks? You know, is there a bit of... Uh, Rest and recovery involved, you know, and and, and things like that. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I think we we are really really struggling with um, bumps and bruises. You know, I'm struggling myself. I've had a had a bang on the shoulder two weeks ago. I, you know, physio's telling me I shouldn't be playing, but it is what it is. I I can't play otherwise. We're not going to have another nine. Or, you know, with the, if you look at the back line, we got you know Ben Benell's injured, Ryan Wilkins injured, Macaulay Rowley's injured, Dale Stuckey's injured. Liam Lloyd injured. They they are all top top players. Like so, I think. And then you look at the forwards, and you've got Curtis Greenslade, for example. Tom Devine have pulled up with a bar back. I think everyone needs a bit of down downtime now. We've been playing hard on a Saturday, training hard Tuesday, training hard Thursday. Repeat every week. I think there's still a bit of downtime for us. We got training Tuesday, Thursday, and then we got a week after uh, completely off to try and rest up. So I think we just need to spend as much time as the physios get ourselves back and fit, ready for the for the 29th of February. Yeah, brilliant, Harvey. Thanks for coming on. No problem, mate. Thank you very much. The Guinness Six Nations tournament got underway over the weekend and lived up to all expectations with some intriguing contests played out. No doubt our knowledgeable listeners will have had their views on how the results would go and who the favourites for Triple Crown and Grand Slam glory would be. Well, Ireland were thoroughly convincing in gaining an emphatic win out in France on Friday night in what some were already depicting as a tournament decider. Whilst England only just got the better of a competitive Italian side out in Rome. As for Warren Gatland's young Welsh guns, it seemed at half time against Scotland they were out on their feet, but what a comeback! And in the second period, to lose by the narrowest of margins, 26 points to 27, after a frenzied 40 minutes, with four tries scored by the boys in red. It's England away next for Wales this coming Saturday. The game at Twickenham kicking off at 4.45pm. And all the Six Nations action will be screened live at the pont Clubhouse, starting with a Scotland versus France match at 2.15pm, with food served during the interval of the Wales game. The club will be open from 1pm, so why not come on down to Sardis Road on Saturday, make a day of it, and enjoy all the thrills and spills of the Six Nations in good company and with good beer served. All are welcome. That's it for this edition of the Ponty Rugby Show. A big thank you as ever to Yestin Thomas, 
and to his guest Harvey Nash for their contributions. Good luck to Wales on Saturday. As long as we beat the English, we don't care. And we hope that you can join us again, same time, same channel, next week on the Ponty Rugby Show. In the meantime, from me, Gitto Davis, it's Holvau Ramatro.